Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and discuss the important things in life, like how much everyone missed me while I was away. Oh, Ismay, we Yay. missed you. We missed you, Ismay. We, 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 we missed you so much. <laughs> I feel it was a bit late, but we're sure, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> Um, this week we have with us Alfred Clark, also known as Penny Blue. Hello. And we have Emily Kuklinski, also known as the Punny Emily. Hello. We have our very special guest this week, Patrick Tracy, more commonly known as the Goddamn DM from the Almost Heroic podcast. Hello there. And we have me as your host, Ismay <laughs> Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. Sorry, I can't keep going. That was like the most sultry voice I've ever heard in my life. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I, I do what I can. <laughs> I didn't That's know not my normal voice, but I, 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 I decided to drop it a few octaves just to be like, hello. <laughs> just, just so people know how smooth I am. I can't do that. I just sound like a gravelly mess. Oh, one I'm day smooth I'll like get... chunky peanut butter. <laughs> oh god um but yeah so this week we are talking about uh improv when you're dming our when you're like your D games um so we got like a pretty good split here among the dms where like two of us here are pretty like improv experts and two of us are like self-professed idiots when it comes to improv i'm not gonna like name and shame us but just say that one of the idiots has a delightful english accent and the other is reading <laughs> off a sheet right now so that she doesn't mess up i don't have that much of an english <laughs> accent <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah we're talking all about uh improv and all that good shit because uh it's yeah that i am mostly a write as many things down as possible dm so that i don't look like a fool but i end up looking like a fool anyway so i might as well just step into the improv game um but yeah so let's let's start off um patrick since you are new we like to throw our new people under the bus um, so why don't you give us a little thing about like why why you like improv? So the main reason why I like improv in my games, uh, just coming from a DM's perspective, um, is that I come from a bit of a comedy background. Like I was one of those high school kids where it's like theater, screw that, I want to join comedy club, and that was like awesome. a complete trash fire. <laughs> <laughs> what high school improv isn't like the the like the par standard? It was like someone watched Whose Line Was It Anyways once, and it's like you're getting it five years after the fact, where it's like, yeah, there was like a tall guy and a bald guy and someone named Mockery. It was Drew Carey, I think. Maybe it was Clive Anderson. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, it was It was like someone ran the game like that. Uh, I always typically got typecast as like Robin Williams, Chewbacca, just because I'm a little bit on the hairy side. Aww, amazing. Aww. But through that trash fire, I feel like I've learned to roll with the punches. Eh, D&D pun. And so, exactly. And so that way I could, you know, kind of take that experience and go into D&D, which I found later in college, which would have been way better for me in high school. <laughs> but uh, I took those little improv skills and it's like, let's have a game where we're getting everyone laughing and, you know, rolling and having a good time. That's also, um, Emily, yeah, like, is your, is your kind of thing a bit similar? Because I know you do a lot of improv and shit. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't become aware of my punning disease until <laughs> my freshman year. I, I was never told I was a good punner. It was just something that I did, and I didn't really realize that I was punning. Mm -hmm. um, I, it was discovered in, actually, I lied, I was discovered in my senior year of high school, because for my high school, I was editor-in-chief of my newspaper, mm -hmm. and uh, I got to help with all of the headlines, so I tried oh, to sneak no. a pun into every single one of them, um, which was always fun. And then <laughs> when I got to college, I was a part of the improv troupe, and there was this game, and it was called, uh, like, 77 Things Walk Into a Bar, and the bartender mm -hmm. says, hey, you things gotta get out of here, and it ends with a punchline. And, like, I did it all the time. And I learned, like, oh, <laughs> improv is thinking quickly on your feet. And thinking quickly on your feet is, like, punning. And so it was, like, an easy <laughs> kind of translation for, for me. That's my inspirational tale of girl who was never really liked for her puns. <laughs> Gets groaned at at improv shows. Uh, 
That is, and that helped me in my D and D career. <laughs> Surely, the the ultimate badge of pride is the the full yeah. audience groan. Yeah, yeah, like, and I always got those. Yeah, at least it's not like the stoic silence of so many improv comedy shows. <laughs> oh my god, especially in in Omaha, Nebraska. Let me tell you. <laughs> The improv seat is hot, hot, hot. Uh, like hot it's, garbage fire or like... It's actually pretty good. It just depends on where you go. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to make a joke about being from the Midwest and then I'm like, uh, I can't hate on the Midwest because I live here. So right? I'm from Midwest the Southwest. I can hate on it all I want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Arizona, also known as Satan's asshole. <gasps> oh, you know what, I, the what we call it? I'm so sorry. We're going to get back to D&D. Yeah. Uh, what, what we called Arizona, <laughs> well, not all of us, but some of us call it um, the Florida of the of the West because nobody likes Arizona here. I don't know why. I think it reminds us too much of Texas. So we're like, nope, we don't like it. But you're cool. I think you're neat. I get to pretend that I'm from the Midwest, even though it's just like all of my family. I've, I've never lived there, but I get to pretend that I've got that Midwestern charm. <laughs> it's cool. Oh yeah, D&D, fuck. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the on the flip side, uh, Alfred, uh, you, you and I are less on the improv side. Uh, what, like... Why why are you less of an improv person, do you think? Um, hang on, let me check my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that uh, one. It's... That was, hey, Alfred, <laughs> Alfred, 10 out of 10 goof. Thanks for the goof. <laughs> Alfred's goofers strike again. <laughs> uh, hat tip. Um, yeah, so... so- I don't know it's it's I it's something that I've never I've I've never done any kind of um like uh amdram I didn't do any kind of drama in school I kind of because I was kind of um I kind of wasn't in school when you like have some compulsory drama Mm -hmm. um so I kind of just missed out on that whole thing essentially the limit of my like improv and banter at the table I guess is like just from talking to friends and like making jokes um like that that's basically that's basically everything like my whole skill set so i don't know it's (laughs) but um yeah so i don't know i i i guess i kind of make i try to make up for it by having a lot of having um rules that generate interesting things and asking players questions and getting players Mm -hmm. to improvise things which in turn makes me improvise things Mm -hmm. but um it doesn't feel as hard (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't know. I I've I don't know where where the kind of where the line is drawn with ha- what is and what is not improv in games cuz I've got like a very whenever I'm going into a session, I come with like a list of things that I want to happen. Um mm. and if they don't, I will go with it because that's how you do D&D good, but at the same time, I feel like everyone can see sheer panic on my face. Uh <laughs> As I realize that I am not in control of this, and I hate that. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, I had to sit I, back I, and not be in control of this podcast for like two weeks, and I was like, I don't... <laughs> this is spooky, and I hate it. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, thank y'all for taking over, but... Oh. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I like I like I'm not I, like I don't I'm not afraid of losing control. It's kind of it's it feels like a relief when when things like start happening and people start doing things I didn't expect and mm-hmm. like I don't think I have that much trouble like imagining what can happen next. I think it's mostly just like I have so much difficulty getting like into character um that mm-hmm. like I find it hard to specifically improv as NPCs uh, okay. more than anything. Oh, interesting. Is it just um, you You find it more difficult to, uh, like, inhabit the, the character? Like, you don't know what they'll say? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that, that that's more where I'm better at improv, I think. Like, mm. be, being in a character is easier to me than when they're like, we, we want to go tramp through this forest that you haven't planned. I'm like, cool! 
In forest, you have a sign that says, please turn back. I don't like it here. <laughs> please stop. You hit some sort of invisible wall. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Something that the developers and programmers haven't programmed yet. You can try and glitch through it. <laughs> but like it's just it's just ones and zeros back there. You don't want to do that. Come on. You find trees. After, <laughs> yeah. After traveling for three kilometers, you find a gray box that stretches onto the horizon. <laughs> yeah, like it's fine, right? You start walking, and then your character randomly glitches into the air a thousand feet up, and the fall damage kills you, and you don't know what's happened. You were killed Games. by guardians. If anyone's ever played Halo, that was always the best mm -hmm. message. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's great. I miss those days when it was good. <laughs> I love it. You've come into Crit Chat with the, the proper Crit Chat attitude of let's just throw shade on people far more successful than us. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn you, Bungie, for being more successful and talented and have money. Why can't I have those things? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God. Also, we looking for those hot endorsements. <laughs> I'm just, we're burning bridges before I've got even the chance to get any. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm a guest. You can just throw it all back on me where it's like, wow, that guy was a jerk. <laughs> it was that guy. Don't listen to every other podcast that we've done where we do the exact same thing. Like yeah, assholes. That, that goddamn DM came on and <laughs> everything just went downhill. And now Bungie dropped out of our endorsement promotional yeah, deal. Yeah, like. No flushies true. for us. I was, I was going to say, and the cut to Ismay, like, sadly burning a letter from Bungie. <laughs> you have to get rid of all the promotional, you know, uh, crit chat gamer fuel that was coming out this year. Oh, <laughs> guys, though, what it... Okay, no. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so improv, I was thinking we should maybe share some stories of where improv has done good and where it has gone not so good. I will tell you for free for now that I have far more stories of the latter, where it's gone very terribly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, ooh, oh, I've got my D4. I've got my D4. I can say who's going first based on rolls, because... Oh. Eh, ready. Uh, suck it, Alfred. You're going first. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank goodness I did write one story down. It, it just kind of... It, it was one of the only times where like characterization was like characterization was really easy because i was playing a drunk person and that's that's like you can't really mess that up <laughs> but uh yeah it was just like a it was just like a bar scene i was playing we were playing storm king's thunder and my friend my what, what my our gnomish wizard was like getting drunk in the bar he was talking to it he found another gnome who was a bard talking in the bar um, and at some point he took his shirt off and, uh, and then <laughs> I decided that I, I just had this flashback to, um, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Kingdom Come Deliverance, that game that came out. Yes. Uh, in the last no. year or so, okay. question mark. But there's a, a, a kind of infamous quest line in that with a, with a, a priest, uh, where you kind of have some, you just go on like a bender for, for like a full night. Mm -hmm. Um, but I watched... Good. I, I mean, yeah, I, I watched it and someone, I haven't actually played it, but I watched, I, I'd watched that, um, that whole quest line. And I loved it. And it was like really in my memory. So, uh, in the end we were just, um, like running through the, like the fields, like these two, like half naked gnome guys, and then <laughs> screwing around with, uh, like stealing, stealing people's laundry. And then everyone fell asleep in the, in the fields overnight with, I think it was some kind of, my, my friend was, um, running with it well as well. And he had like a oh yeah he had taken some sorry this is going this is going long but he, he okay took some we, they had ridden on a on a cloud giant castle earlier on and he bagged up some cloud with, and then he like made it like a cloud skeleton sculpture and put like the stolen laundry on it to make a cloud person uh it was good <laughs> but That's uh beautiful but it worked out really well uh because yeah it, like I, I, there was that night was like the night of um i just kind of like decided to move an event forward and the like these like uh, goblins and ogres i think like kind of come into the town over the walls at night um mm. so i had it like happen at the same time basically and uh yeah but it, it ended up being like a really fun really memorable thing and i guess yeah. the moral of the story that i'm trying to go for is um consuming media in a really active way and like 
um remembering the stuff that you really love and i'm I, like i I don't know I, I assume everyone else is like this when you're a dm but i'm continuously looking at things and being like that would be fun in D &D. Nah, <laughs> yeah. that, that doesn't help me um but yeah like yeah. just drawing on stuff is really helpful yeah because like yeah that's that's definitely well i don't really know how the inner machinations of your brain work but i'm gonna assume that that's not something that you would have thought of as like a plot line for your game <laughs> without yeah. the use of improv <laughs> oh okay more stories Ugh, love stories um that is three sets patrick what you got for awesome us? so i actually have one that uh came from one of the almost heroic episodes and Ooh, awesome. this is kind of like a peek behind the curtain for it because i usually nice. don't share this but i'll share it with you guys Ooh. and you know nice. publicly so that way all my players can listen to it and be like oh that <laughs> bastard <laughs> good yes so we have an episode out uh it's like mid-season for us and it's called fish him and awesome. in this episode i realized that my players aren't very good at like mystery sessions <laughs> good. so we oh, had uh players are. no no they're not so we had this uh i had this little town built called grego and the whole purpose of grego was supposed to be to like cast uh some suspicion on these clerics that were in town and they were supposed to be like, oh, man, those guys are off. We should check out what they do and, like, you know, go check out their little church thing. <laughs> Instead, my players decided to go to a bar. And then uh, one of my players, Robert's character, decided that the bartender was suspicious because he was acting shady, too. Because, you know, the whole uh -huh. overlying plot theme was supposed to be like, oh, the clerics are in with the bad guy. And he decided to stab the bartender instead. So it, mentally, Jesus. I'm just, like, tearing up, like seven pages worth of like oh and you go investigate the church and you do the thing and yeah. you find the hidden basement underground and all it's just like gone <laughs> just ripping it well. all up <laughs> and i'm having to now do the the pretty much the next three episodes on the fly for my part Jesus. Oh, uh so what so i ended up doing for them to help me kind of like get that out is i actually made them set up combat with the bartender who had one hp but Good, I like drew yeah. out the map as I'm thinking of like how am I gonna spin this in the right direction and get mm -hmm. them kind of on track and not just murdering a guy <laughs> on the show? <laughs> how can how can I make this make sense where it's just not like wow you know Rob killed a guy that was neat. I mean, it's almost heroic. <laughs> so like yeah. you know, there's some room for error. <laughs> Oh, no, and it was just, you know, I set up, I drew up this whole map of the bar, and I put them in the little positions, it's like, all right, you know, Rob, your character gets a surprise round, go and roll the attack, and it's like, cool, I got a 15, it's like, all right, he's dead, and I erased the whole mat and just kind of gave myself that, like, five minutes of prep time of, like, what needs to happen next? Oh, <laughs> But that was a great oh, introduction of the bad guy, and things went bad, stuff was on fire, a boat exploded, it was an exciting yes. ep a few episodes. <laughs> D D is great. D D is the greatest game in the world. <laughs> I do have that. I do get. I do have that feeling like that. Just that that moment so regularly <laughs> when people are telling stories. So good. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah. Well, you know, th this is the part that I'm telling you. And then like five trees exploded. The demigorgon came and ate my dick. It was it was a good day. I love D D. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we're off between me and Emily for a new story. Okay, okay. Uh, that will be... Oh, that's me. Dunk. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, one of, that's one that's of the... good DM integrity, though, because you could have lied. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You could have lied. Like, I'm looking at it. I was like, no one would know. Anyway, um, yeah, so one one of the times that I was... I did, I did a good improv, finally, um, was we did a... We did, like, a christmas kind of episode with my group uh because it was around christmas time and we wanted to do like an in-game secret santa and an out-of-game secret santa um and okay this that one's counterintuitive but this was the episode that i had planned for the most like i had so many notes i had about five pages of notes for like what was supposed to be kind of like a two-hour session uh Mostly because I got like really sentimental and stupid, and it was just like this is just me talking to my friends about how much I love them. No, but afterwards they're like, oh, "Why don't we just play more?" I was like, "Yes, that doesn't terrify me and fill me with dread because I definitely have things planned." Um, so it was just me on the fly having to come up with this entire like 
world in the Feywild, which is fun because the Feywild is fun and anything goes. But yeah, it was it was actually it actually went surprisingly well. Where yeah, it was just they they wanted to know about the surroundings and if they wanted something to be there, they're like, oh, can I find like an armor smith? I'm like, yeah, sure, fuck it. Like I don't have this place planned, so why wouldn't you be able to find that? And they they seem to have a very good time of just being able to essentially create a world with me because anything that they said, it was kind of there. Like two of them wanted to have a stroll next to a nice pond. And I was like, okay, cool. There's a nice pond. That's fine. Uh, people wanted to go to a magic school. I was like, of course there's a magic school. That I don't need to come up with a million people that would live there. Whatever. So I was kind of terrified the entire time that it was happening. But people liked it, so that was nice. I don't know if this story has a moral apart from, hey, sometimes you can do improv and you hate every second of it, but it turns out okay. <laughs> it's not a great moral, but it's there. Yeah. Whatever. Sometimes that's the best when you just kind of look at the little you know trash heap that you made and it's like, yep, there we go. And you put a little flag in it, like, done. Yeah, a little flag, a little bow on top, you're like... You did it. Well done. I mean, as, lo- as long as at least one of your friends looks at your trash pile and says, "I like that." <laughs> yeah, I like the trash. Yeah, I, I really like the uh, the banana peel that you put here. You know, just because I asked yeah. for it. I, yeah, it's good catering. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. Good. A modern deconstruction of your psyche. I love it. Sure, that's exactly what that was. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just me pulling things out of my ass. Definitely. A go- I mean, things pulled out of my ass is most of my psyche, so that's also great. <laughs> oh. uh, the alternative um, the alternative name for the podcast. Things that, out of my- <laughs> yeah. that is a very different podcast, but one I am very interested in exploring with you guys. <laughs> Let's explore mm. my ass together. <laughs> Let's crack it open. Uh, oh damn there's already crack here (laughs) this This is the worst day of my life (laughs) you got two of us now (laughs) yeah right oh lord it's already because like whenever emily's not on the podcast people feel like they have to make up for it i'm like you don't guys i believe that we we don't we don't actually have to have like an hour long of puns but everyone else disagrees you don't need the pun crutch yes we do, apparently. <laughs> Fuck. Well, uh, Emily, what? Give give us yeah. give us some give us some improv stories of yours. Well, uh, there was one day that we were supposed to. Uh, my current group was supposed to play a normal session, and everyone was like, "Oh, we can't go." And uh, yeah. but two of my friends were like, "Well, we would like to still play." So I was sitting there, and it was like maybe two hours before we were going to start playing. And I just said, yes, oh, of course, come over and I will have a one shot for you. Oh, don't. Um, so I was like, oh no, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, so as I always do, I turned to the internet and I found a short little one shot module. Uh, but the kicker was that they only had two hours to play and then they had to go home. Good. So I'm like, Ugh. okay, so it's only two hours, but this module is a little bit longer. We'll see what we can do. So the module was like about a sheep who's actually a wizard who needs to be turned back into a wizard. But this other evil dude is like, no. Um, <laughs> I like the character development, most of all. <laughs> yeah. uh... What can I say? I, I yeah, I, I, I do that. Um. And so I was like, uh, you know what? It's a great idea. Let's not really read the module, but let's just read, like, let's just skim it. So I skimmed it, got the main ideas, and we started playing. And the idea was, like, the other evil guy was just kind of, like, evil for evil's sake because it was just, like, a fun little one shot. And they were like, Brenna, Brenna looked over at me and she goes, I think the magician and the evil guy used to date. And in my head, I'm like, of course they did. Yeah. (laughs) On the spot, the Bachelor would be jealous of my backstory for them. I just like, Dionysus came down from the heavens and was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to create a love story. And so I'm used to them. I'm like, yes, 
so as the guy was a goat and his goat, uh, not goat voice, his sheep voice, he was like, I was bad. He didn't love God, me. And uh, talked God. about how they were dating, but the sheep, the sheep magician wasn't ready to commit yet. Uh, and he also really loved fame. And uh, he couldn't let go of it. And the other magician guy was like, but why? And he's like, well, because I don't really see a future with us. And oh, no. uh, so the magician's whole point of turning him into a sheep was to make him understand what he was missing. And he kind of like became like the superstar in the game. And so their <laughs> whole point then was to make them realize that they're perfect for each other. And the real solution at the end of the game was they all turned into sheep and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was not the way it was supposed to go. I think someone was oh, supposed to die. It's the literal inverse of what is supposed to happen. And it's amazing. Like at, at, at some Super. point you just kind of like put the like the end credit over it where it's like, yep, that's where we're going to stop because we're not going to have an adventures as a sheep. Yes. Why? <laughs> So none of the players were feeling sheepish oh about this decision? I am going Wouldn't to you throw know. myself out the window. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, they weren't sheepish, but... I'm sorry. I realize that some of these puns don't come over very well when they're not written. Uh, but you, you wouldn't believe God. it. They loved uh, it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. <laughs> What up, nerds? Welcome to the Middle of the Podcast break chat again. It is me. It's Ismay. I'm back for good. Uh, well, hopefully back for good unless my computer decides to shit itself again. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, thank you all for, for coming to this episode. It was fucking superb. It was an amazing episode, despite the fact that you did just have to listen to like 5,000 puns in a row. And spoiler alert, there's a 5 million puns more coming your way. Um, but no, it was absolutely excellent. Thank you so much to the goddamn DM for coming along. For plugs this week, uh, obviously, uh, listen a little bit more at the end where he's going to talk about it, but um, the goddamn DM, aka Patrick, also does an amazing podcast. It's called Almost Heroic. Um, I've only just been able to start listening to it. Um, I'm only a couple of episodes in, but I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It is delightful. It's a real play, 5th edition uh, D&D podcast. Uh, it's hilarious. It Like, I don't know what to say to do it justice. Uh, just go... Go to wherever podcasts are found, find that, listen to it. It's it's goddamn delightful. Uh, as always, Alfred's got his plug of going over to him on Twitch. You can find him on Penny Blue on Twitch. Um, and he's doing he's doing some D&D stuff. He's playing Stardew Valley. It's all good. Um, also, where you can find Stardew Valley is on my channel at A Teacup Gamer on Twitch. I never know where to say A Teacup Gamer or A Teacup Gamer. I feel like A Teacup Gamer makes you know that there's an A in front of it more, but like, it's just so much more cumbersome to say, you know, whatever. As for Crit Chat, you can always find us on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat, on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Crit underscore chat, because, you know, it's helpful like that. Um, you can also uh, get in touch with us using the crit chat hashtag, which would be all one word. Um, and if you talk to us there, then you might get a little, little shout out on the show, you know? We got that one guy, JM, who is, you know, letting the cat out of a bag a little bit and uh, maybe exposed our plans to, on our uh, upcoming Curse of Strahd playlist, have some of the other crit chatters maybe come in and do some guest spots. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that will be the case. Who can who can tell? I can. I can tell you. That's That's going to happen. <laughs> Also, thanks, but no thanks to the goddamn DM and Gameonic, who are made fun of me on Twitter for something that's upcoming. Um, look, mistakes were made. I'm I'm living with the consequences of saying things and realizing, oh yeah, they're gonna go on the internet forever. There's no getting around it. I've screwed my entire life. Oops. But yeah, chat to us on Twitter. Share with us things that you think that we will enjoy. Or just, like, stop by to say hi. It would be great. We'll love you there. You can also find us in our Discord if you go to the description of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud if you search Crit Chat. Uh, you can give us a like there, a follow there, a comment there. You can share there. as a word-of-mouth podcast where no one's going to know who the fuck we are if you don't tell them. So how about you tell them? How, yeah, what, 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 what do you tell them? Like, people enjoy D&D. If they enjoy D&D, why the fuck wouldn't they enjoy us? Do they not enjoy talking about sexy monsters? 
Who are these people? Why are you hanging out with these reprobates? Of course, you can also find us on iTunes if you search Crit Chat under podcasts and leave us a five-star review for this five-star show and give us a comment. And our most recent addition to the things that you should definitely go and visit to make us happy, um, <laughs> you can go and find us on our Patreon. I forgot what it was called. Uh, our Patreon, uh, you can uh, help us out by donating at different levels. And if you do that, then you get some cool little, you get some cool little extras. You get some cool little rewards for that. Um, it really helps us out. There's um, a bit of money that goes into, you know, making sure that the podcast can go up on a bunch of different platforms. And I don't got a job, so it's it's all on you guys. <laughs> but no, it would be, it'd be super amazing. And you get some pretty fucking cool rewards if you go and do the thing. Um, you get to, uh, get, like, a special thing on our Discord if you do a certain amount and everyone thinks that you're cooler than them, or they know that you're cooler than them. Uh, there's also a different amount where you get a shout-out on the show, uh, like our beautiful Emily did last week. Um, also, uh, we're probably gonna drop the $3 level down to the $2 level, um, and update it as, um, if you do that, then you'll get early access to, um, our Curse of Strahd playthrough. Originally, it was at three pound or three dollars, um, and you would get exclusive access to it, but then I got far too hyped about the Curse of Strahd, and I really, really want everyone to listen to it, because I think it's going to be absolutely excellent. Um, but yeah, if you, if you donate at what will be the two dollar level, um, then you can get early access to all the Curse of Straw things that will be coming out, plus some extras. Like we might let you listen to our like our uh, uh, episode zero kind of thing, um, and any like prep sessions and like some behind the scenes of me of me um, improvising and uh, changing the world. Uh, we'll probably do some yeah some cool extras if you donate at that level. Um, but yeah, go check out our Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. Or again, you can go into the description of where you're listening to this and there'll be a link. Um, and that would really, really super help us out, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think we're done here. Uh, so yeah, you can always watch us live on Tuesdays at 5pm BST if you do that on A Teacup Gamer. Change it up that time. Um, but if not, you can always see us every Saturday, which is the day that I, um, for realsies and truesies this time, I'm always gonna put it out on Saturdays. It's Saturdays, I swear. Don't hold me to that, please. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, th- yeah, so we got some good, good things of improv and when, when it's been used. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that that's all a lot of very good points into why improv is kind of really good in games. Because it, it takes you in directions that you would never have actually thought of yourself. Um, again, unless you are assuming that you're going to make a story about a sheep and a goat that fall in love and (laughs) love will save the day. I don't, like, I got lost like five times on that journey, but it was a good journey. I also got very lost on that journey the whole time, (laughs) but it was a very good one. And I don't know how everything worked out because I was in the moment, but it it (laughs) happened and they, and they left. And RuPaul showed up, so it was it was all great. <laughs> Do you mean you, Paul? Like E W E, Paul? Yeah, maybe. I will throw myself into a fire. Why did I come back? Remember, remember the good old days where my computer was broken and I wasn't here. <laughs> like, wasn't that great? But no, it was, that's that. Yeah, improv in that kind of way is amazing. I think that it goes along our, our thing of D&D is a very story building with your friends kind of game. And if you're improving, it's probably because people in your group said or did something that you would never have thought of. Um, and so you build the worlds and the stupid shit that happens together instead of you just building it and watching them play around in it, which is really cool, actually. And I'm liking it. Doesn't make it any less terrifying, but... Still good. Uh, yeah, we Alfred, you were saying that um, you find it hard to improv with uh, characters and like making characters. Is there anything that you find it like easier to improv in games? Um, as opposed to yeah, being like NPC motivations. I, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I guess just it's the situations that I like. I, I like that's kind of the thing that I enjoy the most is thinking about how a situation can 
um play out um like like in like even as far back as like my very first session with the i think i told the story before but like <clears throat> the warlock player freaking freaking out the big goblin man to the extent where he jumped off a boat and the combat ended almost immediately oh yeah um it was really it was just it, it, i mean it was totally unexpected but it was really fun to then like decide that oh yeah that he's, he's probably swam back to shore and he's like hiding in this area which i didn't know hadn't like planned out um anyway so like that's done and yeah just uh like i i, I find that really intuitive and like easy to okay. do because it's kind of it's kind of partly design and partly yeah yeah like, it, like yeah that's just yeah more where my strengths lie like even when it's not when even when i'm not improvising as an npc i still find it hard to like embody mm-hmm. someone that's fair it can be difficult it's one of the greatest things in D, but it it is it, it can be difficult i find mm. i find it difficult to embody characters when my players are pissing me the dm off but they're not pissing <laughs> the character off i'm like but I feel like maybe what if I played this character like they fucking hated you right now? What if we do that? <laughs> Which isn't great. Um, but yeah, uh, Patrick, what about you? Like, uh, what what do you find like, like yeah, where where do your strengths lie in improv? Like, are there things that you find harder and some that you find easier? Was that directed at me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I heard. What about you? And I'm like, oh, which one? Which you? <laughs> oh yes, <sorry. laughs> I don't have enunciation. The sheep. <laughs> Yes, the sheep. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I find really difficult. Sorry, that was that was my bad. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me, sideways. It's okay. We'll just graze over this. It'll be fine. So, uh, <laughs> when it comes to improving, I feel like I actually do characters decently, and that's because I don't do voices for my characters. So that takes like one complete aspect out of my head because I pretty much have. Like, this okay. voice, and then, like, my deeper, sultry voice, and then that's pretty much, like, it. <laughs> like, I have zero range for impersonation, Fair. so I have to, like, really focus on their mannerisms and personality. Uh, mm. Awesome. I really like that tip. Yeah, like, um, that's you know, great. and that's just me being very bad at impersonating things. Like, that, that it's totally, like, <laughs> my biggest weakness as a DM, and it's just me going, like, okay, well, I have to make these guys stand out, otherwise it's just, like, 50 versions of me in the game you know i'm the the sultry bartender and also the big bad evil guy (laughs) and so i have to kind of come up with not necessarily even their backstory but just kind of like find their niche and find their big thing to stick on and that helps improv a lot like uh, in the podcast we have a asimar whose name is alton and his big thing is that he's a bit like Mm -hmm anal retentive he's a bit ocd like everything in his office is like perfectly spaced out to like a quarter of an inch on his desk and so when it comes to that i can just like all right what are they doing to screw this up and how does that mess with that you know character uh, option (laughs) that he has and how does he respond to it it's like well he's obviously like a composed guy so he's he's disappointed more than anything yeah. uh, when oh god that's the worst one. exactly like he's he's definitely group dad where it's like just just stop it please <laughs> when it comes to like a dming weakness though uh you know sometimes you can turn those into a strength look at look at this positivity spin we got yeah <laughs> it's fucking awesome isn't it this is an on-brand <laughs> i know right? like, <laughs> quick say something about having sex with like fantasy creatures and then we'll be right back where we're normally at yeah, and anyways that's how satyrs are made yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no now tell I us in the comments how. how sexy do you think satyrs are honestly look okay this is gonna be a weird one but i had a bit of a crush on phil from hercules <laughs> not more than hercules himself uh, really I like that's that your go-to totally. satyr what about uh what about the dude from uh narnia oh, oh, yeah, oh Mr. Yeah, Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus, but like yeah, that, Mr. Thomas was... is way hotter than Phil. He's not voiced. <laughs> yeah, but okay. First off, Danny DeVito is a sex machine. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, it... yeah that, that's exactly what you want. It's like you're in the bedroom. He's like, how are ya? <laughs> I once played the penguin. I want to be pure. <laughs> like, it was, 
Okay, I would like to put out that it was at an age where I was very young, so it wasn't me being like, mm, I want to fuck that. It was like, oh, he's, he's cute. I like him. Like, what if he's my boyfriend? Um, so genuinely very good for me in my life that I became a lesbian because that is not a kind of guy I should be with, probably. You made the better of the two choices. <laughs> it was oh, Be- Between so- Phil the Seder from Hercules. <laughs> I just all women. <laughs> yeah look it, like it, i'd say that but it, in reality it's just i saw him and realized couldn't have him and then it's just everyone else ruined so fuck it whatever now i'm just thinking it's my oh. sexual awakening came from phil from hercules and that's why she's a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's the there's the laid back like therapist chair where it's like well it all started when i was watching hercules <laughs> Hip hop, hip hop, he came through the meadow. <laughs> and in his sultriest voice, he said, Hey! Hey! <laughs> you wanna be a hero, kid? <laughs> you mean Hunkulies? <laughs> I don't know why that's my Danny DeVito. Like, he's always the main one in my mind. See, I'm bad at impersonations. <laughs> it was beautiful and I loved it. Oh, God. See, like, yeah, that, like, in, like, a flip side, I feel like impersonations for me like always have helped me make characters i'm just trying to gloss over the phil thing now um, <laughs> you're really just trying to fill your time right? on twitter don't worry <laughs> oh jeez! i heard that pun in the background emily i'm trying to ignore it thank you um, i'm just trying to goat you on i hate you um <laughs> shit me i gotta but, do my um, mic <laughs> uh the the impersonations have um have helped me with improv because like for for making characters for me, I uh, yeah I can sometimes find it hard to just come up with like a backstory for them on the spot. Like I can come up with, like with like mannerisms and the way they talk and like the things that they say and the way that they'll say them. Um, just because I like the whole voice acting thing, I think that that's awesome. Um, just red fill equals big dick energy in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave this podcast forever. <laughs> we gotta snort. I can't see. I'm crying. <laughs> this is one of the beauties of improv, kids. Sometimes you can completely subvert a podcast. <laughs> but since you toppled her, that means that you're the host now. <laughs> That's how this works. Responsibility. <laughs> That was the worst thing I've ever had to read with my own two eyeballs. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like I, I've, yeah, I've always felt like voices help with the improv for me at least, just because yeah, it, it gives me something to fall back on. Because if, if my characters are, or if my players are like making fun of this idiot's voice, then they're not going to be making fun of how flustered I am that I have no idea what I'm doing, mm. which I enjoy. Oh, where were we? Oh, Emily, um, what, yeah. what do you what do you find uh, easy to improv and like hard to improv? Uh, I weirdly enough, I think the easiest thing to improv is like situations and setting up locations. I, I've always really liked doing that, so it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where that comes from. But like, if someone wants to go somewhere I haven't thought up of, that's the easiest thing to describe in my head. Like, oh, okay, I can do this off the spot no worries here and then I just write down what I say and then I kind of keep with that sometimes one of the harder things is I want to think of like motivations for why characters say things and it's sometimes hard to get Emily out of my head because my first initial thought Mm -hmm. is like if I create a new character and they want to interact with them I'm thinking in Emily's head and I have to get past (laughs) Emily's head and get to like Marsha's head and tell them what Marsha would respond in that situation. Um, Mm -hmm. So it sometimes takes like an extra second. And what I do to kind of get past that is a lot of my characters have slowed, like they have weird speech patterns, a lot like I do. Um, So I have (laughs) a witch character in my game who uh, she takes a lot of breaks and she doesn't really speak cohesively. Which makes it easier on my part. So they ask her a question. Like, hey, hey, witch lady, what is the thing about the bog? And I use my arms in a very big motion. And I'm like, oh, pond. Yes, pond. Yes. Um, mm, go. Yes, go there. Soon. Yeah. 
And it's like that kind of a thing. Yeah. And other oh, characters. That's, that's a good tip. Uh, other characters will just, uh, like, if you ask me a question about how my breakfast was, they'll say, oh, my breakfast, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, so they'll kind of repeat the question back so I have an extra second. And they'll, I'm not afraid to take pauses when they speak because everyone has different cadences and I kind of justify it that way. Like they wouldn't give you a direct response right away. They would also be thinking about it. Yeah. And sometimes they just think of more Phil puns, but she doesn't say them because she knows that's not in character for the moment (laughs) in this podcast. (laughs) I like my favorite part was the weird existential crisis that you had at the very beginning of this. We're like, I'm in Emily's head, but... Emily is not their head, but I am Emily's head. <laughs> um, so now I want to talk about philosophy 101. Who are we? What is oh. Emily? Puns? See, I do D&D so I don't have to think of that. <laughs> that's terrifying. But yeah, no, that that's that's really cool. Like, I like, I like that everyone's got like, different things that they find easy or difficult to to improv because i don't know it, ma- it makes me feel better about the things that i'm terrible at improving like uh as we've already established the terrible nightmare that is me trying to come up with names on the spot because names are difficult <laughs> and i don't know any of them apparently it's like i always whenever someone asks a character for, for uh, like an npc for their name I always get that feeling, um, like when you're meeting like a group of people for the first time, they're like, tell us three things about yourself. And then I, there's no things about myself. I don't think I've ever existed. I, I, there's not a single thing in my world that I can think of to say. <laughs> this is so relatable. Just, oh my God. Right. You just have to like uh, fall back onto the Pokemon guide where it's like, I wear shorts because they're big and comfy. And it's like, that's all I say. <laughs> that uh, like this if you ever thought that this podcast does not actually give good advice then you're not listening close enough people like (laughs) that's excellent if you want a piece of good advice for the names i actually uh, Mm -hmm. i cheat improv for those amazing and the way that you do that is just like you pick you get like races uh Mm -hmm. from um there's websites like fantasy name generator and things like that and you just grab like 20 names and just put them in a word doc. And it's like, what's your name? And it's like, what were they, an yeah. elf? Um, you know, mm-hmm. Talindrin. There you go. And you just like cross the name off the list. And it's like, there, that's a person. Are you happy? And you just, just stare your players down and intimidate them at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Accept it. There was one mini campaign that I did where all the humans had like very elaborate names. And every other race, I had just a, I had a list of the most generic names ever. And that was all the elf like names. So their best friend (laughs) would have been um, like Philip Phileas Philanthropic Madude the Wise. And then um, (gasps) and then their elf friend would have just been like, oh, yeah, this is Chuck. (laughs) I love it. The flip side of it, going back to that uh, same episode from Almost Heroic where they killed the bartender. I had Good, another yes. backstory of this character completely done, and mm-hmm. she was uh, one of the people that they were fighting at the end of this episode, and they never got to the point where it's like, what is this character's name? What is this character's motivation? And mm-hmm. long story short, she just was attacked by birds for the entire game. <laughs> so her name became Birdfeed. Like, I'm making a Wikipedia <laughs> right now for Almost Heroic, and she's literally entry Birdfeed. Like, whole backstory, whole like character motivation, Fuck. gone. Just bird feed that, oh my god like like that how is that always the way like why why do our players constantly like they don't care they do not care about the ones that you've put all of your time and effort into they care about that one person they asked for directions off of mm-hmm. that had nothing and that was their best friend that they will take about and later marry i fucking <laughs> Players are a lot to deal with. Ralph, one of our uh, characters, just his catchphrase is, are there any animals around? Like he said it once in the first episode and it's just kind of become his crutch. He's a cleric. (laughs) (laughs) So like it doesn't even kind of make sense. Like he's a verbal cleric. (laughs) 
but you know it's just one of those things where it's like yeah sure you know i just eventually gave him a bag of tricks where it's like there you always have animals stop asking (laughs) (laughs) i hate having to make up animals for the scene just grab something (laughs) i don't know if it's the greatest precedent to send just just like well if you do nag me enough (laughs) is that a plus then i will just give you one is there a plus three sword? Well, everyone else oh. is getting useful things. <laughs> oh, everyone that's else got fair. like stat boosts and things like that. And this was literally like, a, I know you'll never use this for combat. So here's just a bag and grab an animal. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I was gonna say, to be fair, the the player that plays him, Alan, is just like our cherub of the whole series. Like he's just the sweetest oh. guy. And so it's just one of those things. Oh, like, yeah. here you go. Just here's something, so you don't have to constantly ask me. You could just have animals. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I know all you're gonna use them for is to attack people. I can't remember. No, I had a thing, but it's gone from my brain. I don't gotta try to improv a new thing. That's it, guys. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. My brain dead to die. We can talk about Hercules more. We we shall not because <laughs> my secret shame. Again, I feel like people think it's more sexual than it is. It's I was like ten. Yes. I I think I every have. ten minutes it gets more. <laughs> I think I had Danny DeVito on the line. Hold on. <laughs> Don't fucking pull out a Danny DeVito impersonation on me. Good God damn. It's not an impersonation. It's really him. Yes, Danny. Okay, he wants to talk. He wants to talk to you. Hey, it's me. It's, All right, it's me. It's Danny DeVito. I'm leaving my room. I can't hear you guys anymore. My headphones are off. I've left. Fuck you guys. Bye-bye. It's me, no. It's me. No! <laughs> Who am I going to be sexy to? <laughs> I never oh. got a chance to tell you I love you. <laughs> I had the realization the other day that people have had sex with him. It's okay. It's kind of a low blow. I mean, he has a stunning acting career. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lovely human it's being, just... and I love Danny DeVito so much. <laughs> He was in Renaissance Man. Come on. He was oh in he was in Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I, just, I had like a little mini breakdown when I was like, people have seen him naked and have been like, yeah, let's get on that. <laughs> say, say some sexy things at me, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Don't worry. There's, I can, it's not too late, is me. I'm here. I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. I'm... I'm I'm done. Dan DeVito has left the building. He said, I love you, but this is becoming too much. <laughs> Thank you for stopping in, Mr. DeVito. <laughs> like, that, like was, that was flawless. Was that an impersonation? Um, you know, I've really been working on it for years. <laughs> and for this very moment. Oh, God. Your life has led up to some weird shit. If this was like... The crux of your D and D campaign, Calper GM. <laughs> like, oh. and then we all became sheep. Oh, happily ever after. I love it. Oh, D and D. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, one of one of the other things that we were want to talk about it was um we we did we did our stories of when improv went well. Um, has anyone had improv just go the worst? on them and the answer better be yes otherwise i'm mad at you all um <laughs> we'll do we'll do we'll roll our d4 again because fuck it Ugh. uh oh it's reversing up emily you're going first oh before i start danny devito's middle name is michael so it could be dmd instead of D&D, so it's like uh, em- Danny DeVito. Emily, nice. Emily, <laughs> I just, Emily, I just... stop talking right now and get Danny DeVito back on the line. <laughs> Bring him back, Emily. Anyway. This will be the best thing since Vin D&D's Diesel. like... <laughs> D&D, oh my... Okay, well... Um, I think... We're gonna have to make some contacts. <laughs> if we can get him oh, on the show, fuck. I'll just be eternally happy. Um, yeah. but my, uh... I don't know how I'll feel about it anymore, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's gonna be a bit tainted for me. Oh, jeez. But yeah, Emily, uh, has there been any times where improv has just gone real bad for you? I- ignoring my most recent Danny DeVito experience, uh, I think, <laughs> I think my, my worst one. So I hadn't have gotten a lot of sleep that night 
And Good. I thought, it's okay, Emily. You don't have to figure out this battle until tomorrow. So I slept <laughs> yeah. on it. And the next day, uh, it came to be the battle time. And I had this all planned. And uh, literally everyone was like, well, we don't want to battle. And I'm like, we don't have to battle. Yeah. And I was trying to find ways to sneak it in. And uh, <laughs> when the battle came to happen, uh, they would they would be like, well, we're just going to leave. We don't want to have to fight. And I'm like, okay. So they'd leave and go into the next room. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if the guy just shows up randomly Emily. again in the next room? Emily. So they're like, la-da-da. Well, hello, it's me! And they're like, oh, fuck this. So they went into the next room. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's me again! And then they went into the next room. And he was just like, guys, why don't you love me? Why won't you fight me? And I'm sure it went okay. But in my head, I was just so sad. Uh, but by the the session really just became them talking to this villain guy and just telling him, look, man, we, we have a mission to do and we feel like you're not really that important. And then he's like, oh, and so he like had this conversation with them. Like, well, can you give me some feedback? How can I be better? How can you hate me more? And they're like, well, we don't know. And so all in character, I'm like taking notes and crying. Like, how can I make better villains? Please tell me how. Oh, um, <laughs> that was when I was a very baby I mean, DM. But it, it's helped. At, it hurt, but, but it helped. At the same time, I'm mad at you because I was like, oh, when did, when did, apart from like your little mental breakdown at the end, I asked for when it went bad, and you've just described a very excellent D&D session <laughs> where you have a heart to heart with a villain but it, but it wasn't one who of the best. Wants, just wants to be the best he can be. <laughs> Fucking Christ. That's phenomenal. Um, all right, we're going to have to do quick fire. I forgot, I forgot to look at the time of this episode. Oops. Uh, quick fire. Alfred, uh, do you have any times where it went uh, so poorly? I'm, I'm my, like, mostly, mostly it's just like the negative things are not are just like when I don't improv <laughs> and then I regret it later. <laughs> So I don't have a good. I, I I can I can say one where someone was quite disappointed with with improv. Where I, I had a caravan come into town, and because I wanted a like kind of wacky al- alchemist guy who would buy the eyes of the monster that they just slew or whatever. Um, and then, but it, I was like, yeah, it's a caravan. And then they were like, what's the other? What other carts are in there? I was like, uh, there's just one other. And they were like, what? What is it? And I was like, um. There's uh, there's kind of a spotty looking human. He has some jars of sweets, uh, and one of the player, one of my players just was like, "Are they? Are they?" I said, "I said they were like copper sweets or something." And someone was like, "They're sweets made out of copper." And this other player was just so disgusted. He was, oh, they're copper sweets, you know, like penny sweets. <sighs> but. Uh, it was fine, really. <laughs> but I really regretted okay. that in the moment. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, roll that thing. Uh, that's me. Okay, yeah. The, the One of the, the worst times of improv for me was it would... So I, I had like all my my idiots up in an airship. There was a there was a um, a battle that I had anticipated, but uh, it was going really like really easily. Um, and I was like, oh fuck, I didn't I didn't level this up like level this well at all. Um, so it's like okay. So they're in an airship. What if the airship starts going down? And so I just improv some rules about how fast it was like listing to the side. And so the characters all started falling off. I didn't have a plan for the fact that they could probably all just fall off and die right there. Which nearly happened to two of the characters. Because I was an idiot and realized far too late, yeah, there's there's no way to save these people if they have fallen off. This, like there's there's no coming back from it it's not like a you died heroically in battle it's is may made a rule where you're going to fall and die and so i fell and died it was not ideal so i had to i had to finagle away so that they didn't all immediately perish 
so that was probably bad, huh? <laughs> like, I nearly murdered my entire party because I wanted a little bit more drama. Uh, but yeah, last not least, Patrick, what do you, what, where has improv not gone so well for you? See, I feel bad now because everyone's shared a uh, story when they were DMing and improv went bad. And I don't oh, feel no. like I've had an entertaining enough <laughs> gone bad DMing <laughs> story. Oh, well, but I I have one as a player that was just the worst thing ever at a table that I've ever had. It was one of our personal games. And (laughs) what had happened was uh, my buddy Aaron was running the game for the first time for the most part. Like he's ran like a session before. But he just started this big campaign. He's like, oh, this is going to be great, guys. And I have all these things. And I'm making like custom little weapons for you guys for this. And like. He made, uh, like, drawings of it. Like, he was a great artist. And he did all these things for it, like, weeks and weeks of prep work. And one of the players decided that he wanted to be a Thrycreen. And in the first session, for the first, like, two and a half hours of the game, all he wanted to do was pretend that he was a rock. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt so bad. And, like, as a player and as, like, a friend, I'm trying to come up and be like, so, Thrycreen character... Uh, what's going on with you? And he'd just be like, I'm a rock, you can't see me. Oh it's my like, god. All right. That's Yay! neat. <laughs> and I could just see, like, my DM, Aaron, at this time, his face is just like, you You could just see his world, like, just becoming red, like a bowl, and just, like, yeah. anger. Because <laughs> at that oh point, it's just god. like, why did I invite you? Why did I even do any of these things? Yeah, right. <laughs> you would think he would have just like. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just a stupid pun. Keep going. No, 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 I want the pun. I want the pun. I demand puns. <laughs> I wish he would have made a bolder choice. <laughs> he gave him the cold boulder for most of the game. <laughs> Did he roll with it, though? We are familiar faces. <laughs> But yeah, no, so that was like an improv thing where it's like, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna try and like pretend that I play soccer with this rock then. And it's like, I'm too heavy, yeah. you can't do it. It's like, well, oh shit, you're not giving me any ends, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, be a fun player. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it needs to be yes and for improv and yeah. fun and good things. And you're just, Ugh. you're, I would say a stick in the mud, but you're not a stick, you're a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's so tragic. And his name was like Catcher or something, because he could have been named Dwayne Johnson, and that would have been perfect, Mm because he was pretending to be a rock the whole time. Delightful, but no. (laughs) Fuck. Like, you can even, even if you are pretending to be a rock, you could be like a rock that sometimes makes quips at the side, and be like, who said that? And then he's like, I'm a rock. (laughs) Exactly. Or he could have been a boxer. Bullshit. But he didn't do any of it. (laughs) Like, what's. what's (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, like he, he could have done anything else if he literally chose to, like, I'm gonna show up for a four hour game session and do nothing. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not sure if it was meta humor or if it was just like, a, I'm gonna come here and ruin this thing. But yep. <laughs> improv failed me at that point because there's just no, it was an unbeatable defense. It was rock solid. <laughs> nah. You're caught between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> You did one! (laughs) Golf claps? And that was Ismay with a perfectly executed pun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, with that, we're gonna have to- we're gonna have to wrap up there. Forgot to look at the time. Oops. Um, so yeah, we will go over our plugs. Uh, Alfred, do you want to go first? What are you plugging with us? Sure, just, um, my usual twitch.tv slash pennyblue. Um, I think- Oh no. Has Alfred Alfred gone quiet? Oh. Oh no. Oh, no. We couldn't hear you. Oh no! <laughs> it was the best plug. We've just yeah, just <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I don't want to tell you anymore. I, I've only said once. Aww. No, they're my plugs. <laughs> I'm not sharing. <laughs> um, yeah, Twitch.tv/slash/PennyBlue. Um, tomorrow for the uh, for the live stream, we'll be. Damn it! It happened again. No. <laughs> Did I go again? It happened again. No. It's like the the Cthulhu from last time, except now it's Stardew Valley. Yeah, apparently Cthulhu and Stardew Valley are <laughs> all in codes. Okay, short short version. Uh, fans, yeah. us, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is there. 
<laughs> in my in my house. Thanks. <laughs> so go find Penny Blue to find Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, on Twitch. It's great. <laughs> um, we'll be we'll be playing um, the yeah more Stardew Valley uh, this Wednesday. Oh, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. If you're listening to the live show, if you're not, then you're you're screwed. Oops. It's already gone. It's too late. Yeah, we're all screwed. Whatever. Um, but yeah, Patrick, what you got for us? Uh, what I've got is I'm a funny guy on Twitter. You can catch me at the goddamn DM, also on YouTube, and you can listen to my hilarious podcast called Almost Heroic, an actual play podcast. Uh, it's done with the guys of Bites and Brews. I've known some of these guys for twenty plus years, and it's pretty much Dungeons and Dragons and dick jokes. But I guarantee you, we have more Smash Mouth references than any other D and D podcast out there. Oh, Yay. you threw down the gauntlet, and I'll pick it up, motherfucker! Oh, let's let's go. You might as well be walking on the sun. Come on, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ! Well, that's great. But yeah, so yeah, go 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 check out Almost Heroic. It's fucking delightful. I've only been able to get like a couple episodes in, so no spoilers, but. I've already been spoiled in this podcast, but still, it's fucking great. Go check it minor, out. Minor plot points. You don't know who's dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, no. That's something to dread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, you can uh, also, you can find me on a teacup gamer on Twitch if you want to watch me play games. I play Monster Prom with my girlfriend. I play other shit <laughs> with myself. That's weird. I just play a lot of games. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Go and follow me whatever uh you can see that i've given up on my life entirely now is it the danny devito uh, thing it was the danny devito <laughs> thing <laughs> um but yeah you can for crit chat you can find us on twitter at crit underscore chat and talk to us there and you can tag us or use the hashtag crit chat all one word uh you can also like our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash crit chat that one is all one word no underscore there um, and see the weird shit that we post, as well as getting updates for the episodes. Uh, wherever you're listening, you can go into the Discord channel in the um, description and join in on our discussion. And you can go to the SoundCloud where you can listen to and download previous episodes, as well as giving us like a like and a follow. Um, you can also find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast and leave us a five-star review for this five-star show. And yeah, other than that, we will see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m., BST. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Danny DeVito. I was here also. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've been listening to Crit Chat. Thanks, guys. See you later. Take care. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. on A Teacup Gamer.